It's Samantha. And Danielle. Welcome to Can You Talk, a podcast about body confidence and self-acceptance. We're sisters on a journey to love ourselves better. Each episode will explore different aspects of body confidence and will share our unique experiences. If you're currently struggling with accepting your body or you need more support in your journey towards self-love, we want to be there for you. We hope you enjoy it. We are so thrilled to have Marie Denae on the podcast today. Marie is the editor-in-chief of The Curvy Fashionista, which is dedicated to celebrating plus-size women with curves, confidence, style, and smarts. She launched The Curvy Fashionista in 2008 and has since been featured in major media outlets like Black Enterprise, USA Today, In Style, People Style Watch, and many others. Marie is a plus-size fashion and style expert, which is why we're so excited to get an insider's take on the fashion industry's progress when it comes to size inclusivity and also all the work that still lies ahead. Thank you so much for coming on Can You Talk, Marie? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me, Samantha and Danielle. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited to chat. Um, so I know Samantha just introduced you, but we'd love for you to tell us a little more about yourself and also the curvy fashionista. Yeah, so I'm a big nerd, but, um, <laughs> you know, for me, I started the Curvy Fashionista as a resource, um, initially started as a blog, but it's since turned into a digital platform. Um, and for me, it's really about kind of bringing in the multi, using social media, the multimedia, like that we experience and use all throughout, right, to really celebrate, to inform, to empower, to educate um, around what what it is is plus size fashion, right? So it's kind of like plus size fashion and lifestyle because there are other elements that also kind of lean into um, the curvy fashionista. Started it as an accident. Um, I initially started it after my um, MBA program, and I wanted to open up a boutique and wanted the boutique to be and the the blog was going to be like how, you know, like our story, like follow us in this journey, right? And, you know, I've learned really early on when man plans, God laughs. And, um, you know, eventually I, you know, ended up losing my full-time job and decided to kind of leap into this and make it into something that would be, you know, what it is today. And who knows where it'll be like, you know, five years from now. Yeah, that, that's so awesome. And so you launched it first as a blog. And like you said, you've kind of brought in these different channels. Can you kind of walk us through what your business model is? So it's so funny, right? So I think the easiest way is like when you look at your Refinery29s, your Who, What, Where, mm-hmm. your uh, Bustles, the Zoe Report, um, we are that but for plus. So for us, you know, we will have our content, our interviews, our shopping roundups, our news, what's breaking. But then we'll also, you know, talk about uh, self-care, mental health, accessories, beauty, entertainment, all the things that kind of encompass like the plus size person's life. We will also talk about the intersectionality and even the further um, kind of a uh, niches like kind of within plus whether it's like 3x and above or the lgbtq community and how those intersect with plus size fashion so for me it's really about 
um, being as inclusive as possible and helping and using our platform to help amplify other people's voices. I love that. Something that I really love too is how you talked about like encompassing like all of the different aspects of a person because like if I'm a plus size woman, like that's not just all I am. Like I'm a full right. dynamic person and there's so much that goes into that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've realized too is that in this in this journey, like a lot of us are still learning how to be confident, learning how to uh, find media that is kind of fulfilling, finding, you know, conversations that are helping us navigate, um, especially when mainstream media is telling us constantly that we're not enough. And so, you know, for me, I'm over here like you are enough, period. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we're having that conversation along with that and, and kind of, you know, addressing those real life you know, feelings like, you know, what happens when you're not enough or, you know, how do you talk to yourself? How do you talk about yourself? Um, you know, and really kind of talking about like those, re- those real experiences that we go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so you launched the blog in 2008. Um, how 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 do you think the fashion industry or maybe just media in general has changed since you launched and do you feel like it has become more mainstream do you feel like you were probably on the forefront of making sure that everybody feels like their bodies are enough that they are enough you know it's interesting because it peaks right like it's like a, a roller coaster if you would because there are some seasons, especially if we have like a breakout actress, right, or someone who's trending, and those conversations around accessibility, fashion, design, self-love, love your curves, all of that kind of trends with where like mainstream media kind of goes. So it's been very important for me to make sure that we are consistent with our messaging, consistent with our content. Because in those moments when we don't have a Lizzo or a Danielle Brooks or a Queen Latifah um, or A.D. Bryant or Rebel Wilson or whomever is like, you know, on TV or in the movies right now or in music, you know, where does that conversation, you know, go? And that's what separates us from mainstream media because it's, you know, sometimes it's often, you know, kind of tokenized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've definitely noticed um, some more representation in more recent years. And I think being curvier myself, um, it's always really empowering to see a body that looks similar to mine. Um, I think that like a lot of plus size girls have probably been in that situation where maybe we avoid going shopping with our friends because our bodies don't look the same or maybe the store doesn't carry our size. Exactly. Um, all of that. So I really love the Curvy Fashionista for kind of just like providing that validation for plus size bodies um, and portraying plus size bodies in that really empowering light. 
I'm here to help, girl. I'm here to help. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but um, could you tell us a little bit about what your role has been in bringing the change that we're seeing to the fashion industry? My role? Oh, that's interesting. I think for me, you know, the Curvy Fashionista turns 12 in December. So I think being one of the older voices, being one of the older and consistent you know, sites that are, you know, has been around and has been consistent in that space mm-hmm. has really let, lent us the opportunity to, like, for me, I find myself, like, really impacting change directly with the brands that I have access to, mm-hmm. right? Um, if I'm challenging, if I'm calling out a brand and their PR is like, can we get on a call? I'm going to get on the call. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I said in the post. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more. So for me, <laughs> like, allow for me the space to actually have these direct conversations and challenge these brands to do more and do better. And, you know, you know, if they're a plus size brand and they don't, they they don't feature models above a size 14, I'm going to challenge them. Mm -hmm. If they are a plus size brand and stop at a three X, I'm going to challenge them. And I, for me, it's, it's really empowering to be able to help push that conversation and help challenge brands to do better and to leverage like the connections and the relationships that I have to be able to impact that. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you talk to these brands and you call them out, um, and then you have these love. conversations, sorry, go ahead. What? No, calling them out with love. With love, of course. No, of course. <laughs> so when you call them out with love, obviously, um, what do those conversations look like after the fact? Like, is there follow through on their end? Are they kind of, because sometimes I do feel like brands just want to appease people. So they'll stop posting on social media. And so they'll be like, oh yeah, we chatted with this person. But so I, are brands following through with these conversations? So here's the interesting thing about plus size fashion. It's emotional and it's grassroots up versus mainstream fashion being top top house down right so in the plus size fashion space there is no just doing the bare minimum and that's Mm -hmm. where a lot of brands oftentimes get themselves in trouble is Mm -hmm. because they try to approach it like you know everything else so you know with plus size with the plus size community like social media gave us a voice Mm -hmm. to loudly challenge and loudly demand and command attention and respect and with that, you know, we have used our voices to help literally grow and, and develop an industry that, you know, 15 years ago wasn't as enriching with opportunities and options. And so now, like, you know, a brand launching, you know, if they half ass it, like they, they're going to get lackluster results. You know, they're not going to have the sustainability that they're looking for if they just you know, dip their toe in it. And, and, and oftentimes like the community will call them out on exactly what they feel they're doing wrong. Right. And so what are some common like excuses that you hear from brands as to why they don't have plus size sizes? Interesting. So I don't think I'm having the, I don't have those conversations anymore Mm -hmm. with brands who don't. Um, in the past I have, and in the past it's been, oh, well, we don't have the resources or we don't have the budget or, you know, all these like, you know, okay, girl conversations. 
Mm-hmm. And um, but now, like as some brands are starting, like the conversations I'm having is their extension of sizing, stopping at a three X. I'm challenging them, challenging them there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so some people will say, oh, it doesn't sell the same as me as straight as the one X through the three X. I'm like, okay, that's real. But how do we mix that up? You know, I think we also have to look at the pioneers and the champions because, you know, Prem did a great job with being inclusive, but maybe, you know, the four and five and six X's were like, Oh my gosh, I wasn't ready. Like I didn't know I could wear these things or mm-hmm. I didn't know I could have access to these things or, Oh wait, let me find them. And then you have brands that, you know, Oh, well, we have our sister brand that you can go shop at. Right. And so for me, it's, it's being able to leverage, like, you know, if I had hard data, I can show these brands like, well, look, this is what they're looking for. This is how many people are searching for this on our site. Like, this is how many people are looking and, and, and trying to find these resources. So I think it's really about um, what the, like, for example, like models, models of color, you know, like seeing, I want to see a model that has a fuller belly, like, ASOS goes viral every once in a while because ASOS gives us all the cellulite, all the stretch marks, Mm -hmm. um, darker models that are complex, you know, darker black models. Like they're giving us range, right? They're giving us diversity and they're giving us like real life kind of situations where it's not like real people actually look like, (laughs) right. You know, like, and it's hard. I'm very, I did. I I paused from using the word real, right? Because these Mm -hmm. models are real people. They're just an idealized or a um, an ideal form of beauty that's sometimes hard to achieve. Mm. And so when you have, you know, you see someone with the stretch marks. I have stretch marks. She's wearing a bikini and stretch marks. I can wear a bikini and stretch marks. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's that affirmation to your point, Danielle, like the affirmation of that your body is okay. And I think that's what's really important because when you feel good, you feel more empowered to actually take that leap and buy something that you may have been told that you can't, you couldn't wear or that you need to fix this before you can do this. So when I have these conversations with brands, it's really, you know, depending on like what's like the current, you know, issues at hand or where they're like going wrong. Mm. So, yeah, that, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say it varies. Mm. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, I was just going to say, like, one of my favorite types of messages to get just from doing my blog for this short time so far is, um, like, girls reaching out saying, like, oh, we have, like, similar body types, but I would have never thought that I could wear that. But your picture made me feel like maybe I could. Um, So there is... There is just something so, so empowering about seeing um, like your own body reflected in the media or in the brands you love and want to shop in, I think. Yep. <laughs> so, um, Marie, what are some of those size inclusive brands that you that you love? All over the place. I think it depends on what I'm looking for. Like one of the brands that I think that's doing like a crazy, amazing job, but I still 
think they have a ways to go is Ishakti. Ishakti goes up to a 36, right? Mm-hmm. And you can customize pieces. So if you don't want bra straps or if you do want bra straps, or if you don't want a sleeve, if you do want a sleeve, um, and length, right? Like they have all these customizable options, but they go up to a 36. Like that's really like wild and cool to see. You know, you have mm-hmm. the six X's with up to a six X at Torrid. You have a couple of other brands that are kind of, you know, really pushing the four and the five X's like target goes up to a four X. And, um, you know, I think, uh, Eloquy and Ashley Stewart have certain pieces that go up in different sizing, I think to 28 and sometimes a 32, depending on which brand and which pieces. But, you know, I think what needs to become a little bit more, it needs to become more standardized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not it not being an afterthought that right. is like implemented as soon as you're starting your business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like not even being something that's rare. Like I'm like, oh, wow, this place goes up to a 36. I don't even know if I've heard of that. Like I want it to be so normal that it's like mm-hmm. just and casual. If you think about it, if a brand goes from a zero to a 14, right? Mm-hmm. So that's 0, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14. That's seven sizes or eight sizes, right? Mm-hmm. I think I just counted eight. Who knows? Hopefully. And then, you know. <laughs> We're not math people, so we wouldn't even know. We'd believe you. <laughs> <laughs> 18, 18, 20, 22, 24, 26, 27, 28. So having the same access would at least bring it to a 28 at the least. Mm-hmm. And then some some uh, companies go up from a zero to an 18. So on the other side, that means we need to have, you know, up to a 32 at least. You know what I'm saying? So when you think about like the, the same access, it's about like the same ranges. Mm-hmm. And especially if we've read in like articles in previous episodes, like, I think the average woman's size in the U.S. is what, like a 16 or an 18, I think? 16. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you give the majority, like most of the population access to cute clothes? <laughs> because, you know, then that's when you start layering in the classism, the sizeism, all these mm-hmm. because then there are judgments that are kind of attached to those. And those are the things that we have been, um, knocking down and challenging this whole time. Wow. Yeah. And I think Danielle and I have talked about this before, like just kind of the shame that has been internalized if you have to go up a size. But a lot of the time it's, it's based on like proportions and every, every store is so different size wise. And so like mm-hmm. we can remove that shame, then it like, and all the stores normalized having sizes up to 32. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world would just be a much better place, I think. <laughs> We'd all be much right. more mentally stable. <laughs> right. And I think when you, you know, everyone likes to kind of gatekeep and, um, you know, keep things exclusive, whatever that may look like to them. And, you know, but then you also have the stigmas on the other hand that are attached to you know, being a plus size person. And so it's also removing Mm -hmm. those. And it's like, 
So there are so many layers and nuance that's attached to being a plus size person that you're attacking them from like so many different angles. Like, girl, we tired. Just give me cute, cute clothes. That's all I need. <laughs> but, you know, there's so many things that contribute to that. Oh, I mean, for sure. I just saw Jillian Michaels on an Instagram live the other day. Girl. Just uh, talking out of her ass. Like, and it's just so <laughs> obvious that this is a business decision for her. Like, she has to say that people above a size, whatever, 14 are, are not healthy. Because if she says that, then she makes money. So that's just like a whole other conversation probably about like our capitalist society, just like people making money off of vulnerable people it costs money to tell you that you're not enough right yeah but i mean you know there's the whole diet culture then there's like the beauty culture you know the anti-aging culture like Mm -hmm. all these things that are telling you like that you can't you know i'm a black woman i'm about to be 40 like people are still like what and i'm like hey girl and (laughs) but then like you also have like you know, the, the preconce the misconceptions that plus size people aren't active, you know, okay. like, that we don't like to dance, that we don't like to do handstands. I love to do handstands. Like that's mm-hmm. just because I used to cheer gymnastics when I was younger, but whatever, like, you know, there's all these different um, preconceived notions with weight that we're still showing and challenging, but this is ingrained in our culture. It is. I mean, you have the BMI index that's like totally outdated. You have, um, you know, athletes who are plus size athletes that are, you know, really challenging like the perception of health. You have like healthy at every size, this whole movement around, you know, doctors and showing like, you know, people's numbers like, yo, I can be this size or this weight and that my numbers are good. Mm-hmm. And so, for some people, it just does not compute because thinness equals healthy when in many ways, like that thin person could be dealing with more than this is the plus size person. Exactly. Because we're visible, right? We're visible and people see it They're, You know, they see our fat. Like then they're like, oh, my gosh, they're not healthy. Like, girl, how you know? Do you know my numbers? Nope. OK. Right. Yeah, it's it's insane that people um, that we were brought up as a society to judge people based on the way they look. And a lot of this was because of the media that we consumed. Mm-hmm. Like I think of the biggest loser. I think of I mean, every probably Girl, America's every next top model. Model. look at America's yeah. top model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. <laughs> So with all of these different people, I know, (laughs) I'm over it. No, with all of these people like telling us there's like things wrong with us and we're not enough. um, I think like practicing self-love is always so, so essential. Um, So I'm wondering like, what's something that you do to practice self-love? Oh, well, you know, sometimes I just lay on the couch and watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I will um, do like some kind of body treatment, right? Or I'll take a nice bubble bath. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'll go for a walk with my dog. I'll go for a little bit of a longer walk than I normally would with my dog. Like, I will do those things that like kind of take me away from my work, take me away and that kind of let me escape 
that's how, you know, I find ways to self-love. Oh, that's and amazing. I get good sleep. Girlfriend doesn't play with, with her sleep. <laughs> I need to work on that. I just went back to work this week. I teach second grade and I've been like, <laughs> thanks. I've been dragging this week just trying to get on a sleep schedule. <laughs> Yeah, bless you for that. Like, that's, like, for real. Um, for me, like, my family knows not to call me past 10. Um, and my friends, like, you know, I'm in bed, like, around 8.30-ish. Like, I... I love that. I, I need to do that. Like, and I wind down. I don't go to bed at 8.30, but I am in bed. And I may yeah. be, like, scrolling um, Twitter or I may be watching a movie or the movie's watching me. And I'm on my phone, like, you know, I'm playing <laughs> game, but I'm winding down and I'm doing my own little wind down routine just so that I can actually, you know, kind of power down. And this way, you know, I can guarantee at least like seven hours of sleep. Oh, wow. Yeah, I feel like Samantha likes to go to bed a little bit earlier than I yeah, do, but I she definitely knows like if it's. 1 a.m. and she needs to talk like chances are I'm awake <laughs> yeah or or she'll answer her phone that's why our podcast is called can you talk because I will text her at random hours and say can you talk and it's usually about something that I need help with <laughs> <laughs> um so I just had a thought just with the upcoming election does the curvy fashionista focus on anything you know, election wise or um, political, anything like that? No, um, on my personal like Instagram or face or Twitter, like I am, that's like me, like mm -hmm. I'll share my thoughts, but in regards to um, what's going on, like on politics and the um, Kirby fashion needs to know mm -hmm. um, social justice stuff. Yes. But politics, no. Mm. Got it. Yeah. The reason I asked that is just because um, some people have reached out asking if we can talk more about how to take care of ourselves during this time before the election and mm -hmm. just making sure that we're able to have conversations that are helpful rather than just arguing all the time. So I was wondering if there were any tips that you had for people. Well, I think that goes more into like mental health, mm -hmm. right? And, um, that leads, you know, for me, just the pandemic in its in and of itself has been political, right? So yeah. in navigating this this um, pandemic, it's been really important to one learn how to turn off, right? Mm -hmm. Learn how to yeah. turn off the social media. Learn, you know, for some people they've had to unfollow different mm -hmm. people. For some people, you know, I I have like a certain older generation of family members who all they send me is like you know, those videos, like, all the time, like, it's, it's hilarious, because if I'm like, oh, I've got something in my, my messenger, oh, it's like, sister so-and-so, so-and-so's mom, like, you know, and they're sending me, um, she, I've sent this to the five women I loved, and so, like, you know, like, those type of memes, and, like, you know, those sharing things, but I think from a, like, I've limited my time on Facebook, um, I, and hardly now on Instagram and I, and for me, I can handle Twitter. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've, I've been very cautious of what I consume and how much I consume because I am a Virgo who is naturally a worrywart and a hypochondriac. And 
Um, and like all my family's back home in California, I'm in Georgia. So, you know, if I let myself go down that hole, mm -hmm. like I will go and yeah. I don't need to go there. Not with my, like, I already deal with anxiety. I already mm -hmm. deal with like, you know, bouts of depression. So I have to be mindful about what I'm consuming and how much of it I consume because it will affect me. And so I think it's really important to recognize, understand, and know what your limits are. So that way, like you're able to protect yourself, protect yourself from, you know, people sharing misinformation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, there's a cure. You're like, girl, no. <laughs> like, like, girl, no. like oh, you know, you. <laughs> right. You know, just like, you know, really being in, and it's, it's exhausting to try to kind of weed through everything. Mm -hmm. And so I just am very mindful, like, of what type of page, like, what type of media I consume. And, like, also on Twitter, like, I have curated, like, the people who I want to follow. So mm -hmm. I can yeah. get it straight from the horse's mouth. And so I think that's what's, like, really important. And I also think it's even more important at this time to give yourself grace. Mm. Because, you know, we can't, we, we're, we aren't working at the same pace and space. Mm -hmm. We aren't working under the same circumstances. There is no more normal. The normal that you knew in January is gone. It's gone. <laughs> so now we're like constantly, you know, like today, I like was like ready to check out at noon. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, Marie, just do this little thing right here and you can be fine. Like, and I gave myself that grace because like, you know, a lot, I had a whole lot of things playing. Girl, none of it happened. And you know what? <laughs> Such is life. And tomorrow will be a new day. But I think it's really important, like, when you talk about self-care and mental health, like, to practice that. Yeah. Because we are living in a different time. And it can be stressful. So if anything that I talk about, <clears throat> I talk about um, morning routines and self-care and lounging. And, and I bought plants, girl. I got <laughs> plants now. I have plants. At the beginning of this year, now I got six plants, and they're all alive still. Yes, girl, That's amazing. Listen, listen, right now they are. I'll be over here. I got me an app that reminds me, and I done named Wednesdays water days. Really? Yes, because like you know, I'm over here, but I talk to them like I got Max on my table right now. Max is a money tree. I'm like, hey, Max, how you doing? <laughs> We're gonna score some money today, right, baby? Rick, you are worthy. Is <laughs> you know, I'm over here speaking affirmations to Max, and Max is over here helping me get live my best life. Oh I'm sure God. Max appreciates it. <laughs> you know, but then I'll go and, and you know, if I bump into to Electra when I'm going to turn the corner, I've named all my plans too, girl. I love that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Electra. I'm sorry, girl. You know, you, you, you know, like I'll have, I'll talk to her. Like, you know, so like it's just an energy that comes in that's like, you know, a better way for me to kind of help manage my, my own mental health. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think um, the best thing I've learned from this episode so far is that we should all talk to ourselves like Marie talks to her plants. <laughs> I think that we would all be in a much better yeah. space. <laughs> it's real though. Like, you know, I've learned, but I've learned that, right? Because like mm -hmm. all these different plant Twitter accounts and plant Instagram accounts have popped up and I'm learning, you know, you speak affirmations to your plant. And I'm like, really? Let me, let me try this out. Like, okay, girl, you, 
you know, good morning. <laughs> I you too. You know, just like how I say good morning to my dog, Mocha. Yeah. I say good morning to her. I'll be over here talking to the, you know, to open up the blinds. Good morning, you guys. Wake up. <laughs> like, you know, like, it just allows for a different type of energy. And it also yeah. allows for you to kind of shift focus mm -hmm. to something else that's living, right? That you can pour mm -hmm. into rather than like kind of focusing on self and wondering, you know, what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it is really is about the things that bring us joy, especially right now. And finding even if it is these little things like talking to your plants, you know, Danielle, it's probably playing with Theo, her new mm -hmm. puppy, for me, it's reading a book, like those little things have honestly, like, at least for me, gotten me through this time. And I think it's something that I'll continue to incorporate throughout my life, just appreciating the smaller things. Because that, I mean, if this time has taught me anything, it's really that. Yeah, it's real. That's so real. Yeah, I agree. I think um, also like what Marie was saying, setting boundaries for ourselves is super important in general, too. Um, like she said, limiting what you're intaking media wise, mm -hmm. social media. Um, yeah, appreciating the little things and setting boundaries and we're good to go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, <laughs> pandemic or no, no pandemic, honestly. Yeah, just life in general. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I mean, if anything, like this has probably taught you the importance of boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah, like, it also, it's also kind of heightened where your values are. Yes, 1000%. You know, how you, you know, what is important because, you know, as our livelihoods are being threatened, right? Like, mm -hmm what's important to you is really kind of coming to the forefront in ways that you didn't even recognize like, Oh wait, I value sleep or, Oh, like, no, don't call me past this time. Or, Oh, like I need to watch my shows. I need to set aside time for me so I can watch my shows. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Samantha yeah. is like a super big reader. Um, mm -hmm. So she's had like all this time. How many books have you read since let's say March? Do you know? I think around 12. That's impressive, girl. And I, my goal for the year was 24, and that was before the pandemic. So the pandemic wow. kind of helped me out there. Um, <laughs> but it really is like reading just in general for me is such an, such an outlet, especially like, mm -hmm. I don't know, it just re-energizes me and then helps me be creative in other ways. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. But I, I wanted to ask Marie, um, and I want to start asking all of our guests this. But, you know, when, what would you say to your younger self? Like, let's say 15-year-old Marie, what would you want her to know? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think that I would want her to know to not play yourself so small, not to, to worry about the approval side of things, because I think a lot of times we talk ourselves out of um, worrying, you know, worrying about what others are going to think, what are others mm -hmm. going to accept? Like everyone's going to have opinions regardless. So live, live that and live your best life. But I also, I don't know if I would even say anything because like, I also am a firm believer of everything happens the way it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. like, everything happens the way it needs to and how it, and how it happens and when it happens. And I, and so with that being said, for me, like, I think if there's anything, it's like, 
learning how to be audacious, learning, you know, for me, that's my word of the year, audacious, audacity. And that means bold, courageous, gumption, right? Mm -hmm. That means like a a sassiness, a presence that like, you know, kind of a how dare you type of presence. And I think, you know, the more that you lean into that, the more you're able to really learn where, you know, how you can like where you can go and what you can do. And I think oftentimes like, you know, through judgments or, you know, traumas or life or, you know, experiences, like we shrink ourselves a little bit every time. Mm. And, you know, we prevent ourselves from like really stepping out and living our best and biggest and fullest life. And I think it's important that, um, you know, she knows that. But like I said, for me, like, it's kind of hard when I see these questions, like, mm-hmm. and like something similar. Cause I'm like, well, everything's happening the way it's supposed to happen. Yeah. Like, I go back? But, yeah. Like, would you, would you be where you are now if 15 year old Marie hadn't gone through right. things that she went through? And I love that your word is audacious and audacity, because I think a lot of the time that can be portrayed as a negative word. Right. Like if someone's like, oh, wow, she had the audacity to say this. But I've learned in past therapy sessions that if you're called a certain word, that there's usually a really good, like a positive side to it that you can kind of put Mm -hmm. a spin on it. So like Mm -hmm. if you're, I was called bossy a lot growing up. So my therapist was like, well, let's take that. And like, how has that word gotten you to where you are right now? Mm -hmm. I love, I love that word. Yeah, I love audacity, too, because to me, I feel like it's a um, almost like a fearlessness to take up space. And, exactly. um, and I love that. So good choice of word of the year. I you defined it, a fearlessness to take up space. I know. I'm, I was like, Danielle. <laughs> I come out with like little tidbits occasionally. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you know I'm writing that down, girl. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I was yeah. like taken aback by the fearlessness to take up space oh i got Um, it i got it (laughs) that's brilliant brilliant. but yeah Mm -hmm. like that's like you know instead of giving me giving myself um new year's resolutions and lists that we never revisit you know Mm -hmm. every year i started giving myself a word for the year Mm -hmm. it's like my mini theme my personal theme and with that, I'm able to apply that to everything I do. So, you know, if I'm, you know, launching a new business or if I'm wanting to write a, a book proposal, if I'm wanting to, um, you know, scale and grow, if I have an idea, like if I approach it with audacity, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to have a different result versus if I approach it timidly. Yeah, it's a good it's a good reminder in those moments like. To, to have that audacity. Exactly. Like, Even, why not? What do you, what do you have to lose? <laughs> I, like to, I like to live life to have stories for the grandchildren. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Like, you know, but it's just a better, it's just a better way to have, um, you know, for me, I'd rather be like, well, why not? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Yeah, something that I started doing just this week was um, like setting my intentions for the week, um, mostly just to like get 
to get through this first week back. <laughs> uh-huh. But um like bringing that to the forefront of my mind like what do I want to accomplish like what's my intention for this week and then also I wrote down like how do I want others to feel when they talk to me. But you can't control that, honey. No, but like how like what impact do I want to have on them, I guess. So like I just want them to feel like validated or um her this is my sister marie in a nutshell she is the most caring and empathetic person you'll ever meet and she she cares deeply that other people feel good which is i love about her oh i'm right there with you and i have learned like you know i think there's a a difference from i think the two that like when you look at it like you can have your intention but how it's received is Mm -hmm. like the moment it leaves you Then like you, the ball's in their court at that point. <laughs> Correct. And so, yeah. you know, for me, it's like, you know, if the when I know that I have moved in positive positivity, if I have moved with, you know, the most purest intentions and, mm-hmm. not, you know, you can move with that and someone can still find a way to twist that sucker all the way up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. true. So, and you got to be mindful, like, to not get caught up in how they've taken it, especially if it's not in the way that you want it to, you can address it and, you know, apologize, acknowledge, and, you know, find ways to remedy that, but you don't beat yourself up and don't get stuck there because then you start operating in a sense of approval rather than a right. sense of self and a sense of, of, you know, I'm a Virgo. I'm a sign of service. I'm always, I love to help. I love to serve. I love to give. And I want everyone to feel like amazing. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, if I'm always worried about like how they're going to receive it, how they're always going to take it, mm-hmm. I have stepped away from my own true intention. I have either minimized, I have altered, I have shifted from self, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to be mindful because it's a slippery slope. Marie, yeah. do you have a podcast? Because I would listen to you like all day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Maybe you should start one. <laughs> yeah, I just felt such a sense of like calm and zen listening to that. <laughs> oh, thank you, honey. I appreciate that. I would listen think about to you. It, though. Yeah, I want to like listen to you on my commute to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's just it's 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 a real it's a it's a real you know lesson. Mm-hmm. It's one that I have learned, you know, and I think oftentimes like when you, it's about seeking approval. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, you know, when you're seeking approval, like you will find, and you think about it, like when you talk to your sister and you need something or like you, you're, you know, worried about her or you want her to hear you, you're going to change your message. Mm-hmm. Your intent may be the same, but you're going to change your messaging because you want it to be receive different you know what I mean like you you want it to be heard but if you're just saying hey girl stop like or hey girl how you doing mm-hmm. and she'd be like well why didn't you say my name or why did you call me girl or why <laughs> like it could be all these different things and you're like listen yeah. I'm just trying to make sure you good <laughs> yeah right? it's definitely like a fine line to walk I think <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because in the next time you see her 
Or the next time you see someone else, you may not say, hey, girl, how you doing? You may be like, hello, Samantha, how are you? <laughs> it doesn't feel right. It doesn't that's, when, that's when I'll get a text from Samantha, can you talk? <laughs> like, girl, why do you get so formal in your introduction? Like, girl, you got that last time? <laughs> That's so true, especially in a public space, like as far as blogging goes and just being like a public figure. I'm sure it's important to learn that lesson that some not everyone is going to take what you're saying the same exact way. I mean, listen, they love and hate Beyonce like. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, they have the same love and hate for Rihanna. Yeah. You know, like people are good. You know, everyone has opinions. Everyone Mm -hmm. has like thoughts and everyone so you have to learn like in in you know self-care is like learning how to be authentically you mm-hmm. and learning how to like put up boundaries that like you know oh okay that's nice okay and let it kind of like like water off your like a duck's back right mm-hmm. like, how to let those things kind of just like roll off of you because you know one of the things that I realized when I was going through therapy like I had, when I would get criticized and when I was getting criticized, I would um, take it very to heart. Yeah. And it was like, it became a truth. Mm -hmm. And then I started shrinking myself. And one of, one of my friends had told me one time, Marie, you have dimmed your light so much that your light has gone out. Hmm. Oh, right. And so I was like, damn, like, okay, yeah. girl, like, but I, I respected it because, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, thank you for giving me the 100. But yeah. I also had to look at like how and the why. And, you know, at, in, in retrospect, looking, I could see exactly what happened and why and how I pulled back and what I was afraid of. And, you know, even being more open and vocal on Twitter, like, I remember like that took like a conscientious effort. Mm-hmm. to like step out and share my opinion step yeah. out and share because like of things that happened in the past. And so now I've learned, you know, I've been practicing that muscle because, you know, speaking your mind and sharing your thoughts is a muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so yeah. now that, you know, I can learn how to speak my truth and still be respectful to everybody else's. Yep. truth. Mm-hmm. That's key. Especially right now. <laughs> yeah um that was all such amazing advice and I I love how we went from talking about like the fashion industry (laughs) business stuff to like being a therapy session like I have warm and fuzzies all inside of me now (laughs) we covered a lot (laughs) um but is there anything else that you just you wanted to touch on Marie um I think I think I think we had a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, I would say that you are enough, period. I will say that. Like, don't quantify um, that statement. Mm -hmm. Practice saying you are enough, period. Because, you know, when you start adding, oh, you are enough if or when or how, like you start putting things to it, you're diminishing your value. Like, Mm -hmm. You are enough how you are. Yes, we all have goals and like, you know, ideas and grand plans to take over the world. But who you are in this moment is enough, period. I love that. 
you really should start a podcast because I just want to hear you saying things like that to me on my commute. I, yeah, actually, you should just record yourself talking to your plants, <laughs> and then that's the podcast. Oh, my goodness. And it's, like, super original. I don't know of anyone else doing that. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, that's no. Like, what time, girl? What time? <laughs> um, so, no podcast yet, but can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yeah, so you can find um, my platform, The Curvy Fashionista, thecurvyfashionista.com. On Instagram at the Curvy Fashionista, on Pinterest and Twitter at TCF Style, um, and then you can follow me, Marie Denae, at um, MarieDenae.com, Marie Denae on Pinterest, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm on Facebook on both of those names too. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Uh, well, thank you so much, Marie, for coming on. This was an, just a lovely conversation, and we really enjoyed it. And thank you just for being yeah. you. Well, thank you so much, guys, for having me. I really enjoyed myself with you ladies. And that's our episode for today. Rate, review, and subscribe if you like us. Can't wait to chat with you later on Can You Talk? Can You Talk is not a substitution for therapy or medical advice. If you need to speak with a licensed professional, please reach out to your doctor.